begins now. Capital 263. Hi, my name's Grant Mitchell, the old Georgians Rugby Club head coach, and you're listening to Mike Set Match on Capital 263. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike Set Match, brought to you by Capital 263, your number one sport, I guess, for all podcast entertainment. We are, I think, the leading group in terms of uh, podcast production in the country right now, offering you all exciting content and various content. We are Mike Set Match. We bring you the sports content. Um, exciting every time. My name is Lizwe Chitanganya, available on Twitter at Lizwe C. And I'm um, joined by the usual crew, Josh Wedup. I'm good, my guy, man. Uh, like Lizwe said, welcome, welcome. We're glad you're listening in. And you guys, please, you're not talking to us. We're always asking, please talk to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. And yeah, my name is Josh, Joshua Zawe. And you can find me on Twitter at Six Legend on Facebook, Josh K. Zawe. And this is Mike Setbatch, brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it, free to do it. We've got an exciting interview today. Yeah, standard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Lizzie introduce again. All right, that's cool. Uh, we're joined by Grant Mitchell, who is uh, all Georgians. Sports club head coach. That's right, yeah? That's correct. Okay, how's it, Grant? Yeah, good to be here and, and great job you guys are doing here. We're glad you've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, We're excited to have you. Rugby is like one of our favorite topics here. It always gets the people going, the people talking, and so we're honored to have you here. Actually. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. So we're just going to go. Today's show really is about all uh, Georgians um, rugby club. They've been one of the dominating forces over the past years and they are playing the Gold Cup in, you know, teams from South Africa. Yeah. And um, they've been one of, you know, the exciting sides that we have locally, Josh. Yeah, man. It's, it's actually one of the, if not the biggest club in, in Zimbabwe, arguably. Or well, they're my favorite. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah man. Um, we just want to know what uh, what all Georgians about, how preparations for the Gold Cup are going, how's everything with the local league and everything. Because... You know, we have had um, Zim Rugby admin in here and they've been talking about the local league. So we also want to hear from the club coaches to get their view on that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Grant, how's been the Gold Cup run? Well, the Gold, I mean, the Gold Cup, is, um, it's an amazing tournament. It's, it's, a, it's a regional tournament. It's a professional tournament. Um, you're playing against the top 18 clubs from South Africa. And then obviously you've got the Namibian club champs as well. Mm-hmm. And then the top club from, uh, from Zimbabwe. So this year was our second year competing. Um, and, and, and again, a world-class tournament um, at the level that is supposed to be for, for local club rugby. Um, Zimbabwe club rugby players need to play at a higher level. They need to be exposed to rugby at a, at a higher intensity, um, under higher pressure. And, and this is what the Gold Cup is giving, uh, giving Zimbabwe rugby, uh, club rugby players. So it's, it's putting, and it's not just putting old Georgians on the map, it's putting Zimbabwe club rugby on the map because we're representing Zimbabwe club rugby. And, and that's, that is a strategic objective of ours. Um, it's a brilliant tournament. It's tough. It's hard. It's what everything we expect of it from from an off field administration to to on field um, uh, pressure. <laughs> well, what are some of the differences that you've picked up between the local admin sort of things and as compared to the Gold Cup uh, admin admin sort of things? Yeah, it, I mean it's chalk and cheese. The local admin is an amateur um, amateur setup um, by people who are passionate and they just try and make things happen. Sometimes it doesn't always happen. 
Whereas the Gold Cup is a professional setup run by South African Rugby Union, full-time staff, full-time sponsorships. I mean, I, I'm frightened to know what, what money they invest in that because it's a huge amount. Um, and, and Zimbabwe Club Rugby would never, never in a million years be able to match that type of that type of money. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so how has that affected you guys' performance? You know, coming from, from a league where, you know, the admin is not is not so solid. And you know, you're going to be exposed to clubs that are playing under that kind of admin throughout the year. Yeah, it's a great question. I think if you're looking at the admin side compared to the performance side, so there's two different you know, yeah. two different questions. But from the administrative side, it's it's you can't let administration uh, affect your performance. You know, as a club, you are in charge of your own performance. You are in charge of your preparation. You can't blame poor administration at, at an organisational level for your preparation, your training, your investments in your gym, your investments in your SNC, your investments in what you do on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night with your players at your club. That's that's just a that's a defeatist attitude. Um, you know, an administration like the uh, what the Gold Cup does is it gives you peace of mind knowing that all the all the boxes that are checked outside of your performance and your preparation are taken care of. Your accommodation taken care of, your kit taken care of, your transport allocations, your meals, etc. taken care of. You okay. just need to rock up on the day knowing that you've done your preparation. Wow. And how's that, you know, helped the performance of uh, all Georgians? It, gi- it gives you... It just gives you a better opportunity to to prepare. It gives you more time to prepare. It it allows you to focus on your preparation and the process to winning, not just arriving on the day. And it's a big fault of a lot of clubs this side is that they arrive on the Saturday, walk onto the field and then attempt to win a match. It's too late by then. You know, there's a process to winning and it takes time. It's consistency. It's 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 not just the week of a match. It's months before. It's the season before. It's it's an investment. And uh, of course, uh, with good performances comes the numbers at uh, all Georgians. I'm sure every one, <laughs> probably not every, but most players right now would love to play for all Georgians. How are you handling the numbers in terms of the people coming in and training, coming in, trying to play for the team? Look, the, num- the numbers are healthy. The numbers are good. It's good for the club. Um, and and we, we as a coaching staff uh, need to make sure that we, we deliver on that and we're able to afford each player an opportunity to learn something, to grow. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to get, get an opportunity to wear the jersey because there's a lot of competition, but that's healthy. You want players to respect the jersey enough that they can actually go, I need to be at every single training session. I need to invest. I need to be very coachable. Um, I need to deliver on the objectives of what have been set as a club and the coaching staff, my requirements as a player, my my requirements from my peers and my teammates, and then also do the work off the field as well. Uh-huh. The jersey will find the weak and squeeze them out. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so playing against uh, South African t- teams, you know, that, that play maybe more rugby than you guys locally in their own leagues. Yeah? Yeah, a lot uh, more and a lot harder. Yeah, consistently lot, as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. True, true. So how, how have you managed to, 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 to match that intensity? How, how have your preparations changed to try and match that kind of play? Yeah, it's a good question and it's going to be a common problem for whichever team goes into the yeah, World Cup definitely. every single year until yeah. such a time that the local league um, has teams that are on par with each other. When I yeah. say on par, not lower level, not medium level, but your top level clubs, yeah. where you're able to play a, a tough match, a high pressured match, a high quality each match every each and every week. I mean, you take a team like uh, QBR. So QBR, who was in our pool, um, we hosted them here. We, we lost in the 83rd minute. 
um, unfortunate to do that. They went on to play in the semi-finals yesterday and they lost to College Rovers by 31 points to 28. Um, and College Rovers have now gone through to the final against False Bay. And False Bay, we actually played in our home, uh, at home in our pool matches last year. So, you know, these are teams who we, we're losing to by only a small margin, a couple points in the 83rd minute. Um, but they play regularly in the Carlton Cup. So QBR, Quinn's Bowie's Rugby, are an amalgamation of two top club sides in the Pretoria region. So that's, the, that's Blue Bulls country. And, and the Carlton Cup, is a, it's a top quality competition. You know, those guys play week in and week out, high quality rugby, where it's pressured and you're tested every single match. Whereas here, unfortunately, what tends to happen is you're playing a season of yo-yo rugby. You know, one weekend is 140 points, then the next weekend is 30 points, then it's 60, then it's 80, then it's 100 points again. You never get that opportunity to play um, a high-pressured match week in and week out. So we looked at it and said we need to provide ourselves the best possible opportunity at our own training against each other where we put that pressure on ourselves and meet those expectations, put ourselves under pressure more consistently over time rather than waiting every sort of four, five, six weeks to play a sports club or a Matland Warriors or an OH where potentially that's going to be a high-pressured match. Right. So you take care of you take care of the issue yourself. Yeah. Oh, well, it looks like all Georgians is taking a lot of matters in their own hands. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's an admirable uh, trait, attitude, yeah, yeah that, that uh, they've it adopted is. because you know we're constantly seeing all Georgians hit a hundred one weekend, uh, the next weekend it's another hundred. Uh, you've beaten all these small sides, and you tend to wonder if that competition is actually yeah, helpful. Is, is, it, to, is it healthy? To, yeah. To, to the side. Look, any any rugby is good rugby if you're you know. To put the jersey on, to run out on a Saturday and to play a match, it doesn't matter who it's against, is you're always you're always putting in into place uh, your your match day programs, your match day expectations. So you're always training those and you're you're getting conditioning from it. You're getting an opportunity to to try new things to to make sure that what you're doing on the on the paddock is transferred onto the pitch. Yeah. Um, so despite the score, we're still ticking boxes on preparation, and, and that's important. So any rugby is good rugby. Um, unfortunately, it just doesn't make uh, it doesn't make it doesn't make you better at handling the pressure, you know. And that's yeah. what you want, you know. Every single week in the Gold Cup, it's a do or die match because it's high pressure. Well, what would you say has all Georgians done? differently or better than the rest of the side so that it's, it's two seasons in a row in the gold cup right now yeah i think look it, it started not you know it started many years back about seven eight years ago when when we we looked at where the issue was and the issue was there was a big disconnect between the club's objectives and the process you know everyone goes wow, i want to win i want to win a championship i want to win the local league i want to make the national side as a player yes but how Okay, yeah. X, Y, and Z. That's the steps. Are you doing those steps? No. So there's a disconnect. You don't don't expect to win on the weekend if you're not even coming to training. Don't expect to get stronger, fitter, faster if you're not doing your gym work. So we looked at all the processes involved to actually meet the objectives. So we would sit down every single year and go, right, what do we want to achieve this year? We want to win the league. No problem. How? It's work it step by step, going backwards. You've got to get to the semi. You've got to top the league. You've got to, you know, you've got to make sure that you're winning all your matches. Well, how do you do that? Well, you've got to come down as a club consistently over time and ten trainings. That's the only way you develop within the coach's program in terms of that's what we're trying to achieve technically. That's what we're trying to achieve from a conditioning perspective. It took time, and a lot of it was just a shift in mindset, a shift in attitude, and a shift in culture as well. And that takes time. Change is a process, not a result. Oh yeah. 
And speaking of conditioning, which is a very, very important factor in rugby, like uh, the time when we were watching um, Zim rugby against Tunisia, you could you could tell, you know, that the players weren't conditioned enough. Like they, they, they we lost the match mainly because we couldn't keep up to the pace, to the fitness levels. Yeah, ac- across the board, even at schoolboy rugby, our rugby players, yeah. even up to national level, are not conditioned to to world class standards, standards. Absolutely. I mean, it's difficult because the players are not they're amateur. But, and you know, we had this discussion about two weeks ago in a, in a season debrief and planning session at the club with OGs. Um, and, and one of the players, you know, challenged the, 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 the understanding of professionalism. And we said professionalism is actually a state of mind. It's an attitude and it's a choice. It's not a paycheck. You know, you're not, you don't become a professional by virtue of being paid. You become a professional by virtue of what you do before you get paid. You take a look at all your top level rugby players, sports people actually, in actual fact, your top level sports people. Before they got their first paycheck as a professional, yeah, they, they were worked, they were up they were up at five a.m. doing their gym. They were eating well. They were sleeping well. They were doing all the training. You know, sometimes on the bones of their backside because they knew that they had to get that done before they became before they got an opportunity to become a professional. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the the local league, it, it is difficult because it just doesn't give you that opportunity to to prepare um, and to operate at a high level the whole time. You know, through a season, yeah. um, and then from the conditioning side of things, uh, we just even at our own club, you know, and we've addressed it. The guys are not where they need to be to compete in the Gold Cup. If you look at the Gold Cup, if you're playing four weeks in a row against South African sides who are traditionally bigger, stronger athletes, yeah. and they play a very, very physical brand of rugby, you take a pounding. Yeah? The body takes a pounding. Then you've got to come back in on Monday and start training again. And it's difficult. So if you have not done your off-season gym through November, December, January, continue with your gym programs throughout, doing your prehab, doing your rehab, making sure that your body can actually handle the demands of the game. There's no ways that you can last an entire campaign. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the other challenge is that at national level, those players are are being shared across um, across programs. So national athletes are playing, um, you know, Africa Gold Cup. They're playing. Uh, local Gold Cup, they're playing local league. Some of them are playing Africa Sevens. You know, they're being they're being banded around across a number of yeah, programs. It's, it, 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 yeah, it, it does. It takes, it, toll, it takes yeah. its toll. So there's a big challenge for those players to to accept as a non-negotiable that SNC should just be a part of their daily lives and and not just because oh, I don't have the time today. No, fitness is free. You can do it anytime, anywhere. Yeah. We're, we are far, we are a long way behind across yeah. the board. I mean, even the schoolboys as well. Yeah. And, you know, I have this argument with a lot of players, even in my own system, and I challenge them. It's like, well, you know, how many days a week did you do gym this week? I, I did three sessions. Um, you know, are you feeling strong for the game? Yes, I am, coach. Rubbish. You don't get strong in three days. <laughs> Rubbish. You, know, you get, you, you there's get, a lot of, there's a exactly. for a lot more of gym time, yeah. It's going to take you six to nine months to develop that weight, to increase that body size, to increase that strength and power, and that. So, you know, I challenge even my own players in, that, in, in our system to to make sure that this time right now, where we are in this in this stage of the year, is to start going to gym so they get their off-season programs, and you can see the ones that do the work. You can see they physically change, they get bigger, stronger, faster, and and their confidence changes changes as well. They just become more confident people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Talking about um, you know setting up a standard, how has been the impact of having the old guard 
Jacques, uh, Fortune, oh, they're, they're inspirational. Yeah. Hey, you know how, yeah. how are they driving the race of the team? So, someone asked me yesterday at the sevens tournament. Um, I pushed those two guys in the sevens tournament in the final. They played every single game. They played in the final. It was a ten minute each way, and I kept them on the field. And I, I knew, you know, people say, "Why didn't you take them off?" It's like because I know those guys. I know what the jersey means to them. I know what they are capable of from a conditioning perspective, and from a mental perspective, I know that they will push themselves to their limits. They'll take themselves to a dark space. A very uncomfortable environment, you know, and then sevens does make you very uncomfortable. It does. And they're inspirational. What they have done, not just for old Georgians, but for Zimbabwe rugby as well, is, is what true. they've what they've given of their time, uh, what they've been as as mentors to young players, and and just people people look up to them. Hey, it's it's inspirational, and and they're good family guys as well. You know, they they're married, they got kids. Um, and they just—they're good human beings. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they really are. They're good human beings. Eh? There's just talk about them, you know, hanging up their boots, you know, letting the next generation come in. How do you feel about that? Should they continue growing because they're still giving so much on the field? Uh, should they it's or a, should they hang up and you know start motivating the look, new it is next a, generation? It's always a difficult position for a player when when he loves the game so much and he's still getting satisfaction. Yeah, you know, and you never want to take that satisfaction away. And I, as a coach, will never say to a player, "You need to stop playing." It is at the end of the day, it's their decision. If they feel that they can contribute, and I feel that they can compete for a jersey, then I'll give them that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And what we did last year is we we had the discussion with Jacques and Fortune in particular, and said, right. Our objective is to qualify for the Gold Cup again, but we need to manage you guys as players. There will be certain stages in the preseason. We're not going to expect you to come down. Your time, go home, spend it with the family, and, and make sure that your bodies are, are feeling good. But the mind is competitive as well. You don't want to be coming down to training going, yo. <laughs> it's only January and I'm feeling sore. I'm questioning myself. Should I be doing this? We wanted them to be happy to be to be playing for yeah. the club again. And and we made sure that certain matches during the season as well. No need for you to play. Rest or just sit on the bench if if we need to get you on. We'll use you. But otherwise, go home. Enjoy the time with the family. Yeah. And um, speaking of the old guard and generation in transitions, what's old Georgian stance on? bridging the gap between high school rugby and professional rugby because we have noticed that there's a huge disconnect like you know with brilliant players in high school they're they're doing well they just need that extra push and then when it comes to club rugby next thing they disappear you know yeah it's for a that, for that bridge it's a so, really good question because yeah. it's a challenge for clubs um to get those players from school to come and play at club level so there's a number of things that we have to look at um, one is just the tertiary ed- education side yeah. of things. A lot of your top talented players head off overseas. They, oh, yeah. they, they go and get themselves a university degree or they feel that they can't get a job here, so they go outside the country. So we lose that, we lose that system already. Second thing as well, and this is one that, that all clubs and senior club rugby and national systems have to be very cognizant of and actually work hard at, um, at breaking down is the negative perception of schoolboy rugby players of senior level rugby they okay. feel that now nah, you know what schoolboy rugby is of a higher standard than club rugby i don't want to be a part of that so i won't go and join a club that's a challenge yeah. you know and a lot of people exactly. don't think it doesn't exist but as a club as a club coach i see it in the flesh it exists yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a mindset that that definitely needs to change because and what we do is we say no problem if you don't think it's for you why don't you just come and give it one try and when they do come down they actually find it a higher level i'm speaking on behalf of all georgians but they find it at a higher level than what they're exposed to at school and some of those players are actually not good enough to start with 
Oh yeah. Yep, absolutely. I'll say it straight. A lot of schoolboy rugby players cannot hack it at club level. For one, too small, and they don't commit themselves enough. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, Every now and then you've got a good talent, and I speak of guys like Jerry Jaravaza, uh, Scott Young, um, and and Moses Gunda from from Old Georgians. These uh-huh. guys have committed themselves to the clubs. They've developed themselves physically, and they've got the right attitude to compete. And they yeah. and they did that this year. I yeah, commend those three boys. And I also think it, it also comes down to the issue of attitude, the issue of you know all those issues we were mentioning that you know it's a it's a mindset, you know. Yeah. And also, it also becomes like an issue of. The schools don't really invest, you know. Most schools, do. I don't think they invest in properly building rugby players because there's a big difference between a rugby athlete and just a rugby player. Yeah, a rugby player is that guy that pitches up on the weekend. Maybe he's done one training session and he just he enjoys a run around. And whether he wins or not, it's not a big train smash. But then you get a rugby athlete, and that guy is the guy that goes to gym three, four, five days a week. He attends all his training sessions and he sets his goals as a rugby athlete. He lives like one, he plays like one, and he prepares like one. All right, cool. I uh, will just take a and short he's tra- break. He's coached like one as well. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to take a quick break, uh, then we'll be back talking more about uh, Zim Rugby and Old Georgians. Yeah, cheers. Right, we're back. It's uh, interesting having Grant around, uh, yeah, giving some insights on OG's way of working. So, Grant, would you say OG's pe- uh, playing in the Gold Cup has helped the Zimbabwe national side? And to what extent has it helped the Zimbabwe national team? I think it helps from a number of perspectives. One, one is it's exposing uh, senior club rugby to a different audience. Um, you know, and, and not a people, not a lot of people know this, but there's a lot of people in South African rugby that do not want a Zimbabwe club side playing in the Gold Cup. And when I say do not, I mean they will go to war to make sure it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Um, and it's been it's been our responsibility as as a club side competing to make sure that we squash those perceptions and say, hang on a second, look at the scoreboard. We just beat you. We yeah. belong here. Yeah. Zimbabwe club rugby belongs here. Yeah, because I still remember when um, Raiders is a top club side. They want they were one of the sides to actually go forward into the knockout stages. Yeah, they are the Johannesburg Golden Lions region champions. That is the best of the Golden Lions region. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you know we I, put I, fifty I, points on them. I still remember when um, the Sharks and other teams came through uh, earlier last year, uh-huh. and they apparently they refused to play with the local team because they were saying like we were into the into preseason and. We can't be playing with teams that aren't at the same level as us. And I was asking myself, but do we really? Are we really not on the same level? I know we, our conditioning might not be the best, but can we? Are not you, offer are you them talking a good about game? the teams that came last year, like the yeah. the, the Lions and that? Yeah, the, the Frenchers clubs. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. we we not no ways, <laughs> not even close. I mean that that would just be disastrous. Those are full time professionals. They live, breathe, eat, and sleep rugby, and and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a good advert for for Zimbabwe yeah, rugby. But, but is all Georgians aiming to be on that level at some at some time? Yeah. It's I, it's I just don't think it's possible. I think I think as a club, it's possible to compete at the Gold Cup. Yeah, that's definitely that is that is the perfect environment for a local club to 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 aim for. Okay. Yeah. No ways for Super Rugby. No, not even. <laughs> that would that would be like uh, Floyd Mayweather going up against a, a, a you know Klitschko, a heavyweight title fight. It's not. It's, it it no. just doesn't work. No. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
two seasons in the Gold Cup. Learnings, lessons? Yeah, definitely. Learnings are preparation is key. Um, and, and and part of preparation is the local league. And that's that's always going to be a challenge. Yeah, we, we've discussed that. But also, from our own perspective, is is collective consistency. You know, right now, we're already in our process of, of preparing for next year's qualification to play in the Gold Cup again. That's our objective. You know, you'd be crazy not to want to play in the Gold Cup again. Yeah. Uh, it's addictive. <laughs> uh, you surely it's, like it. It's addictive. Like it definitely it. is. You know, it's that it's that high of competing at a high level and, and watching the players challenge themselves as a club. You know, and it's yeah. wonderful. And you've got your, you know, you've got your national flag on your back and you're representing your country as well because at the end of the day, that's exactly what you are. You are the only Zimbabwe club site playing in a South African tournament. Hold your flag high and represent. Yeah, definitely. Um, so lessons, definitely, it's... it's it's making sure that your squad is is consistently training, preparing, doing that work over time, and it's hard because it's it's you know it's November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Gold Cup starts. That's a lot of time for a local club rugby player to invest in. But if that's your objective, then you have to understand the process to working towards it. That, that is true. Um, just a bit on the national side as well. Our seventh side just qualified for a very big tournament that uh, is next year. Uh, very big, the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing <laughs> bigger than that. Nothing amazing. Uh, nothing bigger than that. Uh, we've seen the team take a sort of transformative uh, route. You know, getting in the younger players inside. Uh, that's the seventh team getting in this younger players into the side. Bit of noise about their performance. You know, they didn't really do well. I think it was the. PSA Sevens, the yeah. initial uh, yeah, Victoria Falls. Yeah, the first yeah. time the the yeah, yes. young group was came together. It was together. in February or somewhere around yeah. the yeah. there. Yeah. Right? and they didn't really do well. There was some noise about their performances. Well, um, they, they won. You can't say they didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they eventually won. Um, but I think it was the previous. The was it the there was another edition that this, the young group played and they didn't really do well. Losing to the likes of uh, well, they went to Zambia Sevens. That's yeah. that's probably the one that you talked yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and uh, they didn't do well. Is it good to have the young ones coming in now, or do we keep the old guards? That's constantly that's consistently been performing for us. Well, I think you know, seven months out from the World Cup, so the World eight months out, nine. What are we? Nine months out. Yeah, so it's months, a twenty twenty yeah. second to twenty fourth of July next year. That's yeah. where in San Francisco. So, you know, the coaching staff have to look at. Who are, who are the best possible players and what have we got to choose from? You know, what have we got to use for, from a training perspective as well? How many players are sitting outside the country? How many players are sitting outside the region? How many players are based locally? And and, and how big do we want the squad? It's important that you, you have a good mix between um, hungry, talented youth and experienced mentors that, that know the game and, and, and can, can work yeah, in those dark places team, and, yeah. and guide the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think they, they they're obviously trying to make sure that they've got a, a wide group to select from, um, and that's also that also creates good competition. I think if you closed your doors now, you would be very narrow-minded and say that's the squad and that's what we're working with. Uh-huh. I think there's still some players that could that could potentially, you know, kick that door down and barge their way straight in. There's some there's some players that might have to crowbar their way through an unopened window <laughs> and just say, coach, knock knock me, coach, I'm, I'm, knock yeah, knock me, yeah. coach, knock knock me. You know, and just work at that opportunity. I feel like Grant has some names in in, in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was going to... That was actually my next question, but more related to all Georgians. Are there any young guys we should be looking ahead to? Yeah, there's, there's a up? wonderful mm. talent in Shingi Katsveri. 
I mean, that that youngster is he's he's a super talent. Yeah, and, yeah. And I've had the privilege of of coaching him now just for two sevens tournaments, and and he takes to that game like duck to water. He's he's really good. He's got the physical attributes, um, and he understands the game very. You know, he understands it to to an extent that he can compete, and he's learning very quickly, and that's good. He has coachability. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Are you still involved with the side yourself, the seven side? As a spectator, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I do my bit as a club coach, and that's what's important: is that as a club coach, you have a responsibility to make sure that whatever player gets selected from your club, are they of the standard that's required, and you have to do yeah. that job. All right. So, uh, do you expect any of your players in the seven side? I'd l- I'd like to see a number of them putting their hands up and committing to the program and 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 going for it. Um, guys like uh, Ngoni Chibuwe. Uh, Taku Chiesa, Shingi Katsvere, uh, there's Lenians Tambuera, Stefan Nduza, um, Kura Chiwanza, you know, if, if yeah, he can yeah. get the time off work and that type of thing. So there's there's still some talented players that I think that could potentially ch- challenge for a spot and a jersey. All right. Uh, they just have to be willing and they need to make the decision now. Not yeah, because, yeah, because not two know, months out. It's yeah. too late by then. All right. So I was just about to come back to to, to conditioning on the Georgian side. Do you think you have the facilities to let, let's say if the players do commit the players they, they make a commitment to say listen we, we want to work on our physical attributes and everything do you think that there are facilities that are capable of getting them to the conditioning that you need them to be Yeah I mean look you can have you can have the best facility in the world but if a player doesn't set foot in it and yeah. lift a weight it's not going to happen so you know the hard work is done at 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 Um, at the attitude level, it's it's can you encourage that player to shift his attitude from one of uh, poor preparation to attempting to compete to excellent preparation to being able to compete at the right level? Um, and and like I said earlier on, fitness is free. You know, you can roll out of your bed and drop down and do ten push-ups, ten squats, hold a bridge. It's not going to cost you any money, and you and you don't have to walk further than than twenty centimeters. It's right there. You can you can get something done. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, each club has got a field, an open field. We've got stands and pull-up bars and old tires. Players come down there and they can get stuff done. We've been very fortunate to. Um, to align ourselves with a number of facilities where players get sponsored gym uh, gym contracts and reduced rates where they, they get an opportunity to train from un- under guided programs so that's important right. but again the best the best way is a professional setup which is where at any given uh, on a given time uh, and day players arrive at a training guided by an SNC coach or the head coach and everyone is under control and 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 trained together and that's what we're doing going forward to the Dubai Sevens is starting from tomorrow a group of players will be arriving at the gym and they'll be training together under my guidance so that's that's healthy all right uh, when is the Dubai Sevens Dubai Sevens will be end of November end of November yeah. so you already started your program or you say you're starting tomorrow the, the program for that no no we started a while ago so it okay. was it was a three month vetting process to to get accepted to play in that in that competition okay um, and that started in, in April So it was a lot of back and forth between the organizers and and us as a club to to say we're good enough to compete and play. So we'll be playing in the international invitational section which is one division below the HSBC 7s World Series. Okay, so okay. we'll be playing against some national teams as well. They might be disguised but they are national setups. Yeah, so yeah. countries like Germany often send their national team uh, countries that utilize Dubai 7s as a good uh, preparation platform for the Hong Kong 7s. They'll they'll send their uh-huh. national team or teams like South Africa will send Samurai 7s which is their A side. 
Mm-hmm. So any player that doesn't make it into the into the Blitzbocker gets drafted into that and they go and compete so the national coach can watch both programs over a weekend. Okay. So it's, it's a world-class tournament. Wow. Um, so we started preparations a while ago and, and as, soon as, the, as soon as the Gold Cup came to a, a, its conclusion for us and our campaign, we shifted to preparations for Dubai for and that was, that was putting a squad together, a training squad that was being done at, at, you know, at, at OG's. Uh, on a Tuesday and Thursday, getting through the seven specific, so transitioning from 15s into sevens, and then obviously competing in the last two weekends for for tournament fitness, uh, game time conditioning, and then an opportunity for players to say, I want to put my hand up and, and 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 contest for a spot. So, you know, I want to expose myself to the coaches. So it's been good, and then obviously we step up that that preparation. Um, conditioning is not where it needs to be. Obviously, transitioning from 15s to 7s, so it's you're, a different it's game different, altogether. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different game altogether. So we're shifting our conditioning program for the seven specific guys compared to those guys in the off-season preparing for next season's ICL. Oh, all right. And um, just to get a feel of how you're preparing for the tournament, how many players do you plan on taking to the Dubai 7? Well, they restrict you. So it's 12 players. Um, okay. So it's going to be quite hard. You know, I'm trying to fit 20, 20 <laughs> humans into 12 jerseys at the moment because there's a lot of guys that want to yeah. that want to wear that jersey. Who are good enough. Um, um, who are good enough, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and we've opened up our training to as many players as we can to, uh, to expose them. Um, unfortunately, the, the competition is high and, and there's a lot of guys that, that are coming forward to, 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 to wear the jersey. So I'm, I'm happy with that. It's a difficult job for me as a coach, yeah. but I'm happy with that stage. I don't, don't want to be you right stage, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, man. Yeah. Imagine you have 20, 20 world-class players and you want to try just 12. That's crazy. <laughs> we're, we're quite in awe of the work that OGs has done over the past uh, season. I appreciate and, that uh, comment. Thank you. We really do. Thank we're you. really backing you guys we're, all yeah. the way. Well, we've noticed that you there was, um, I think, on your social media where you were selling T-shirts, branded T-shirts. Are you planning to do the same with the jerseys yet? Or well, we we did. We sold. Uh, we had replica jerseys through the Gold Cup campaign, and and those went like hotcakes. In fact, they 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 didn't stand. They, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the players bought them for wives and girlfriends, and that because yeah, they you yeah, know yeah. they're few and far between. But but those went like hotcakes, and then obviously the uh, for for us it's an opportunity to put to put. Um, local spectators, someone, someone that just enjoys who we are and what we do. Yeah, you know, true. get yourself into our club colours, wear the badge, etc. And and it's lovely. I mean, you go deep into Kumusha, and what do you see? You see a guy a, wearing yeah. a Manchester United shirt. I mean, that's amazing. That's you know, amazing. if you can that's get your brand to to that level, you know, you, you know, you're doing a good job. So, um, it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's just a case of how do you want to be seen. Uh, within you know within your own systems and then how do you want people to see you and then will they be you know will they be proud enough to wear your brand give them an opportunity to wear it yeah and also speaking about that do you think um all georgians is receiving support from the fans that you guys need because fans are a whole lot another oh they're important they they play at 23 definitely yeah Yeah. so do Um, you think you're getting enough support Look, we could always do with more support, you know, and, and when we say more support, we say more support from all stakeholders. And that's yeah. administrator yeah. support, yeah. that's professional support, that's player support, that's spectator support, uh-huh. that's that's media support as well, like what you guys are doing. And then obviously um, sponsor and commercial support as well. Yeah. Across the board, I think the sport could do with a lot more support. Definitely. It's lovely to see when you go down to a local game and, and, and you know, you take classic 
um, derbies like a sports club OH or sports club OG's match, etc. Yeah, There's uh-huh. a lot of people that come down and, and watch that. What what clubs need to try and achieve is that that it's actually beneficial to them from a financial perspective as well. Because yeah. you're you're showcasing your product. What are you getting in return for that? At the end of the day, clubs don't have a lot of money. You got to find ways of, of generating that money, income, yeah. and it's hard. <laughs> it is it's really hard. It's very yeah. hard. Very challenge. Um, that is all for me, Josh. Yeah, uh, I'm not I, sure. I, 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 I'm pretty satisfied. I just want to wish all Georgians the best in the Dubai Sevens and their preparations for for next season. You know, uh, well, I, I'm not worried. <laughs> I look, looks like the man has it covered. Eh? No, we've got our own challenges and, and yeah. we're already addressing those issues, especially from players that are, are not going to be a part of us next year. You know, some players are, 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 you know, hanging up their jersey and that type of thing. And, and, and good for them. It's not a problem. It's, it's now our responsibility to bring through to the bring next new talent, yeah, yeah. bring through the next talent. Um, and then if anyone wants to stay, you know, in uh, in contact with what we do, uh, especially for the Dubai Sevens going forward, just follow us on social media. So yeah. Twitter at Old Georgians RFC, Instagram Old Georgians, all the information news up there regularly on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah, and we'll also make sure that we, we get that information on our page as well. So yeah. if you can't find the Old Georgians pages, you can find we'll, we'll get the information from them, and then yeah, we'll link. We're well, always retweeting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we love interacting with the fans. It's yeah. important that we share our story and and let people true. let true. people into a little bit of behind the scenes who we are and what we do. It it it, it grows the name of rugby. Yeah, I, I really love your gym sessions on on Instagram. <laughs> you love them. Why don't you come and try them? That's a different story. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not trying to judge. Tom- t- tomorrow, tomorrow, one o'clock can be your introduction. <laughs> If you're good enough, you'll go to Dubai. Grant, I've heard your reputation. You're... <laughs> I'm not trying to die, so I'm just gonna stay. I'm not trying to train with you yet. Give me nine months, you know, give me my conditioning, right? You know, then I'll come and train with you later on. Awesome. We'll be, it will be lovely to have you for a session. We'll bring extra water for you. <laughs> But maybe we should attend one of the sessions, Lizzo, yeah? Maybe we should, You're actually. Welcome. <laughs> then just You're take welcome the to. The week off. Take the rest of the week off from work. <laughs> I'll tag it towards the Christmas period and you know, I'm just going to be off away. <laughs> yeah, man. So thank you, Grant. Thank you for coming through. It was a... Uh, very lovely having you in the studio yeah josh and lisa thank you so much and and congrats on the work that you guys do i think the more you spread the good work for sport and especially people that are doing good for the sport yeah. i think it's it's healthy so thank you and, and you guys are a big part of the message that goes out there yeah. to the people thank you well you're welcome Grant. Yeah. we really appreciate the support yeah man so that's it from today uh that was max and match brought to you by capital 263 free to say free to do it follow them on twitter facebook capital 263 instagram as well capital 263 And this is Max at Match. This was from me and Josh and Lizwe. We out. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, find us on iTunes, Mike said Match. Yes, on yes, Twitter, yes. Mike said Match. Facebook, Mike said Match. Mike for microphone. Don't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Iona FM as well. We're yeah. available on Iona FM. Downloadable episodes. Very, very small episodes. So don't worry about your data. We know data is expensive. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Small, small episodes. So yeah. Until next time, that's all from Max at Match. Cheers. And now, and now. Capital 263.